TTB Music Podcast Hello, Happy New Year, 2015, all that malarkey. Yes. We're back. 2015. Yes, it's, uh, yeah. It's another year. It is another year. Yeah. It's like years and years. It is like years. It's like five years, to be precise. We've been doing this. And thank you, the one person (laughs) that has probably listened to all of the podcasts. (laughs) To all of them. (laughs) It wasn't either of us. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so speaking of fives, yeah, uh, we have two sets of fives in our first podcast. Oh, I like what you did there. Yeah, very good. We have the five people that were shortlisted by the BBC in the sound of 2015, who are George the poet, Rory Stormzy. There's definitely an E theming going on there. Yeah, James Bay and years and years. Mm-hmm. And then after we've had a quick discussion, then we're going to go on to uh, because, as you said, we've done five years of this we have five best of albums of the year choices were. yeah so we decided however you you suggested in fact that maybe we should come up with what our album of the podcast it's the best of of the best of yeah although it has to be from the ones that won yeah but uh yeah because otherwise it would otherwise be. it wouldn't work would it no Otherwise, my top three might have been 2013. My top three, my top three would probably have been 2013 as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but may, maybe more on that later. Exactly. <laughs> However, so we will start, as we usually do at this time of year, with the BBC's choices. And kick off at number five uh, with George the Poet. So, your views on George the Poet. Spoken word. Spoken word, indeed. Spoken word. Um, um, and here comes a... Oh, spoiler alert. Um, probably my favourite of the five. <laughs> so it's downhill hill from here on in. Um, no, I was I was really impressed with um, with with George the Poet. I think he should have scored higher, higher than five, to be honest, in, in the chart. But you know, these decisions. Well, perhaps they just didn't think he was commercial enough. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's a consideration when, yeah. we, when we have polls like this. Yeah. So maybe not. But that's not to say that, the, that it isn't quality because it is. Um, in particular. Um, what what makes him different to other spoken word artists that we've we've, we've liked to like? It, it kind of felt more personal mm, in terms yeah. of the, in terms of the, the the stories that he's telling. It felt more relatable. Um, into if you know from from a young person's point of view, which I don't pretend to be. Um, and there was much more of a I don't, I don't want to say social commentary going on, but something a little bit more real. Than perhaps um, other other artists that are sort of more political, perhaps and sure. societal in their in their in their the issues that they address. So uh, I don't know. I thought he was really accessible, and uh, my favourite, and I would strongly recommend this. And I think unconventionally for me, normally we get we rattle through these lists at the start of the year, and I never really sort of think about them again until the, perhaps an album comes along yeah. later, and we have you know we had a couple of good albums a couple of years ago. To be, to be fair, it's pretty much the, the EP is pretty much an album. It's quite yeah, that's, that's longer so, longer than some of the albums so we've reviewed. Yeah, the point I was going to come to the Chicken and the Egg EP by George the Poet 
Um, it's already on my uh, <laughs> list for 2015. <laughs> Admittedly, it's probably the only thing on my list for 2015 at this stage, but that should not denigrate the, um, the, the, the quality of that particular collection. And, it's a, and it is a collection because it's, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's themed as well. So yeah, it's, 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 a bit, it's, a, it's about. It's very much a theme that runs across it. Yeah, it's about sex and relationships. Yeah, sex and um, relationships and, um, and, and the complications therein. Um, and uh, it, I mean, it works as, they work as standalone tracks as well, yeah. for sure. But definitely, if you listen to the collection as a whole, you, you, there's definitely a, a story running through it. Yeah, I agree. Think? No, I, I agree. I, I was, I was, my, my, sl- I have, my slight reservation was, uh, again, listening to the chicken thing, was I, I slightly got a bit bored towards the end of it, uh, um, each time I listened to it, actually. Yeah. Um, whether that was just to the, to do with the musical backing or to do with the, it seeming, and perhaps this might have been, a, uh, in a way, a criticism of the theme of, that particular EP being this, being very very similar kind of material yeah. that I was kind of thinking, well, well, we just this is yeah, we've just done this yeah. a couple of times already, and now we're doing it again, and yeah. so I was kind of wanting a bit more. I don't know, variety, v- lyrical variety, yeah. uh, and and he, he does do lyrical variety. I've, I've checked out a couple of the other other songs. He does a really really excellent song actually called um, "Can I Have a Word," which is uh, uh, about the uh, N word. Oh right! Uh, it's a very, oh, I didn't know that. very I clever and yep. very insightful tune about its changing usage yeah. and how we should approach its changing usage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Agree. I mean, I, the, the opening track, I think, off the, the EP, if the shoe fits, I really like. Yeah. Um, why the second track needs to go on for almost ten minutes, I have no idea as well. <laughs> that was also losing me. I'm sorry. Sorry, no, it's two tracks. Really, I know, kind of. But again, I'm not really a big fa- fan of long, yeah. long poems as it is, yeah. and so long spoken word pieces yeah. equally not uh, do work for me. But as you say, an interesting new voice. Yes, um, definitely. And someone, um, which uh, funny enough, as we come as we come on to the second bit of this podcast. Uh, and something that uh, our five choices for album of the year had in common yeah. uh, with George hmm. is a storyteller. Yes. Ooh. So, moving mm. upwards, uh, although not necessarily better, nah. uh, we move on to Rory, uh, who uh, is from Atlanta, apparently. Right. Um, and I only listened to a couple of his tracks, it has to be said. Uh, so I only have a couple of things to go go on, and um, it's interesting. Uh, it's got, on the face of it, it's kind of uh, acoustic-y, singer-songwritery, um, but then kind of not. Uh, so the, the couple of tracks uh, I listened to his uh, one called "Cigarette Song," oh, yes. which is uh, very acu- it starts off very acoustically and seems like your average singer-songwritery type thing that you'd hear all over the place these days. But then it kind of comes in with a really good kind of chopping electric guitar halfway through it in the background, which I really liked. And it's a really, it's a really kind of nice, nice song, but nice in a kind of good way rather than uh, bad way. And when I was thinking that might be all he has to his bow, he's then got a song "God's Whisper," which kind of reminded me of like Kate Bush meets Tricky almost. Yeah, uh, that's how it goes. And it was yeah. very interest, very interesting sound. Yeah, uh, interesting enough that. I will be interested to hear, you know, when an album surfaces, yeah. I will be interested enough in that because those two tracks kind of give me hope that 
He's obviously a man with some ta- talent, so maybe something good could be that. Too hard to tell on the on the. There's only really the two tracks, two tracks out, to, out there, you know, to make uh, a decision. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. We've got got more of an eclectic mix of sounds going on, yeah. um, which yeah, you know pr- promises the variety, perhaps in a fuller recording. Um, there was a, a track as well that popped up on the, the Hunger Games, one of the Hunger Games oh, yes. soundtracks I, I didn't as well. Yes, which is you're right. Yeah. Uh, mostly instrumental, but again, that sort of you know acoustic meets chippy choppy other sounds, electric as well, which was um, you know was interesting. So number three, South Londoner, uh, rapper <laughs> and influenced by Grime. <laughs> yep. Uh, Stormzy. Yep. Um, who is the interesting one on, on, the, on the list because uh, he was the only one on the list who either didn't have a record deal or didn't have major interest. All right. Although he did manage to get an appearance on Jules Holland as, no. a, as an unsigned artist. So, no. not all bad. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> so, Stormzy. Now, again, you know, um, this took me a couple of listens um, to, to, to the, the material that, that, that's out there. Um, I've, I, I, I have to say, I, I've found it improved on repeated listening yeah um this sounded fresh it's it's you know it's it's rap it's r&b um it's a territory we've not been in, delved back into for a while no and it's, um, it's british as well which is good british. so it's not pretending to be no it's not pretending to be you know American. west coast or east coast it's it's british and he doesn't shy away from that um and actually i thought there's some very again good stories to tell yeah it's all in the stories it's all in the lyrics um, so very, uh, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Interesting use of music as well. I, I think I've made this point previously. Uh, uh, modern rap and R and B. Um, some some real throwbacks to eighties synth, sort of tucked away in there. There was one track in particular that reminded me of. Um, it was kind of almost like construction time again era Depeche Mode. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and it's just it's just so obviously that the musical collaboration. Um, perhaps as you put, picking on your point earlier with George the Poet, um, you know, the music played very much second fiddle and, and with good reason to, to, to his poetry. Here it was more integral and actually it was more, more interesting as a, as a result. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's right. I mean, I, I, I was always pleased to hear, um, any kind of rap artist, particularly UK rap artist, actually mm. sounding like they're a UK rap yeah, artist. Yeah, they sound, it sounds like, you know, a British artist. Rather than trying to pretend they're anything yeah. else. Well, Grimes not my favourite uh, musical, <laughs> musical thing. thing. Well, it think, it, it think, works well. I think Grimes moved on as well, because it's not... That's grimy. Easy, well, yeah, maybe. Um, it's not It's not as, as grimy as as as, um, as it was, you know, as we remember. Um, and again, again, good reason, you know, it, for, for it to be on the list. It sounded fresh. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he was... And also, I'm glad he's a South Londoner. So, go South London, that's what I say. Yeah. Uh, so, number two, um, <laughs> when the original 15, list of 15 was released, uh, I have to say, this this was the person I thought was actually going to win it, because I'd actually heard him about the place yeah. previously. Um, so, this is James Bay, uh, singer-songwriter again. Um, and... If you if you were being slightly harsh, you could say kind of cross between kind of James Blunt and maybe Tracy Chapman. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. However, yeah, very I, I think I think there's a bit more to him than that. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with the 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 very good um, the current single which uh, Radio Two have been positively wetting themselves over, uh, "Hold Back the River," which I, <laughs> which I think you know starts off a bit Jeff Buckley-ish. Yeah. And then like it does come into that kind of Tracy Chapman James Blunt thing. It's a really, really cracking track. 
Really, really, really good. Really, really well arranged. Great melodies. Great hook. Um, rest of his stuff uh, treads similar, similar line. Not always as immediate and as uh, good, good as that. But again, uh, a song called "Wait in Line," which reminded me a bit of uh, Boniver. Um, and bizarrely, um, late eighties, early nineties, UK metal band Thunder. <laughs> it's if, if, if you know who Thunder are, if you listen to this song, you'll, you'll get it. Honest. After that one up, and uh, he's, he's got a kind of picky, plucky kind of kind of uh, bluesy type guitar style, which I quite like. Quite like. Yeah. And um, again, yeah, it's it's. it's uh, I, I would be quite interested in hearing a, a, a full out album because I think it'd be quite a pleasant listen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. It's uh, again, if uh, yes, if we're judging this on commercial commerciality, for want of a better phrase, and that sounds awful, um, then yeah, why, why, why not number one in, in the list overall? Um, clearly, has has potential to be to be you know mainstream. Has been picked up by Radio Two. Perfect sort of sound. Yeah, there for Radio Two, and I don't mean that in a denigrating way. I mean that in a good way. Uh, yeah, uh, curious to know more. Indeed. So we get to the winner. Uh, years and years. Um, this feels like, like like this podcast. Yeah. Well, not this podcast, but you know. And this is where I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we've arranged arranged it this way because I have a strange feeling you'll have slightly more to say on years and years than than than, than I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> so years and years. <laughs> I'll keep it short. How <laughs> Yeah. Um. I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah, because I saw the synopsis. Uh, I saw the I saw the introduction to the band. You thought, God, it sounds like the kind of band I like. like the kind of band that Pete likes, you know. <laughs> you know. Whereas actually, really, <coughs> disclosure. Yeah, it's it's the disclosure thing again. Um, now, right, okay. I mean, it's it's, it's promised. I, pro- I was promised synth pop or electro pop, and I got all very excited. And what he actually ended up with was some sort of electro soul. Which, it's is, rubbish. Is neither thing. That's what it is. Sorry, it's it's. You know. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I mean, I've given this two or three listens, and um, I didn't didn't really like it. It's again, I can see the commerciality. So can um, I, because it, in a sense, as opposed to the previous artist, I'm not so sure that's a good thing. No, it's for me. The first track that I, that I played of theirs, which was uh, Desire. Yeah. I think I was about ten seconds in before I just kind of thought. Oh, the disclosure! <laughs> you really hated disclosure. Didn't I you? did hate disclosure, which yeah. pretty much sums up my feelings of years and years. Cause yeah. I listened, to, I listened to all their other tracks. And like, going, back, going, going back a couple of years now to your disclosure sort of sort of yeah. version. So yeah. I, listened, I listened to seven so years pulled, and years tracks. Again. No, I did, and it, and I didn't like any of them. No, no. <laughs> Even after multiple listens, I was yeah. still thinking, nope, don't get it. No, I, I mean, I, 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 I there's a. <laughs> This is faint praise. There's a very good cover in there of Breathe by Blue Cantrell. <laughs> and that's, Which I didn't even spot there, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I didn't even spot yeah. that. No, um, I, was disapp- I was disappointed. But clearly this is the band that's won and this is the band that's going to do really well. <laughs> yeah, they're a band that gets played on Radio 1. That's probably why I won't that's I don't like it. That's why we're in the wrong scene. Yeah. We're in the wrong scene, you know. There might be one listener who's just going, oh, they're great. They're great. What are you talking about? They are my favourite new so band. So Disclosure. Yeah. Well, people like Disclosure. Trent yeah. Reznor likes Disclosure. Let's not open that up again. It's just, just to show <laughs> that people can be wrong. <laughs> Even Trent. Um, 
So, yeah, so a bit of a disappointing anti-climax yeah. to finish on the number one spot. So you can ask me what my favourite choice is. Yeah, it's clearly George the Poet. And uh, for me, it's a, it's a joint George the Poet and James Bay. There we go. So moving on to our best of, best of. <gasps> This uh, is exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, as you said, we've because we've done it five years. We've had five. Yeah. Time, five times we've got to the bit where we're in. What is our album? What is our album, joint of, the album of the year? We've done that on five occasions. Uh, and in 2010, yep. it was Dan Lassac versus Scroobius Pip Logic of Chance. Yeah. In 2011, Mr. Yep. Pip was back again with Distraction Pieces. Yep. In 2012, yeah, what went it on there? was yeah, yeah, it was Loudon Wainwright the Third, older than my old man now. And there's a story there. There is. <laughs> uh, in 2013, uh, there was John Grant, Pale Green Ghosts. Yeah. And for those who didn't listen to the last podcast, <laughs> shame uh, on you. Exactly. In 2014, it was the Whole Steady and Teeth Dreams. Indeed. Um, so we'll start off uh, by the fact we we both already. One thing we have pre-agreed before the podcast is that Loudon Wainwright is fifth. Uh, <laughs> and that's no offence to Loudon Wainwright, no, we should just all. say, all, all, the, all this album. I mean, I have to say, in preparation for this podcast, I went back and listened to all of these, and some others. Yeah. And uh, it was an absolute joy to go to go back over. It's like like meeting old friends. And listening to the Loudon Re- Wainwright the third, uh, Older Than My Old Man Now album, I actually, when I actually listened to it all the way through, I thought, this is why we picked this. Yeah, again, Actually, no, that's only half the story. It's storytelling. Yeah, it's the storytelling, and it was you know a real joy to listen to. And there were some things in there I'd forgotten about. Surely not the Damon Reverage. No, I had not <laughs> forgotten about that because so you sort of focus on that and you actually realise there's some really good stuff in there. There's a whole Rufus, Rufus, <laughs> Rufus Wainwright cameo which I completely forgotten. Was yeah, on, well. on, on my 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 yeah. my, my favourite track on the yeah. on in the on the album, and, 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 and sort of the brutal honesty of some of the the stuff he's singing about too is. You know, it's got very affecting, and I, I sort of took me took me back to, to to probably why we picked it. Although that's only half the story, because I, f- I have a feeling we picked it because we couldn't agree. Yeah, on the uh, choice yeah. that year. Yeah, while, which while, is unusual. While, while surprisingly, in our time doing the podcast, we have got to the end of the end of the year. Yeah, and when it's come to doing our top five, I've usually had kind of two or three. In, in in the top five that we agree agree, agree with and everything else all over the, all over the shop, I think <laughs> even even in our even in our top tens for two thousand and twelve, yeah. uh, we were quite were we quite diverse quite diverse yeah right because okay. I was digging around looking for my old list diverse in a good way I mean yeah, there, was some, yeah. there was some good stuff yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah so I went I went back and I found an old list that had sheer water on it and yeah uh, 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 animal life great yeah, great record two fifty four yeah this album. Next album we reviewed recently, and Grizzly Bear album, which I'd forgotten about, which oh, I really, which I really yeah. listened listen to, which okay. also, which also very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, Lady Mary album was interesting because it was about him talking about remembering, remembering his dad and death of his dad. So, he, so there are pieces of prose that his dad wrote for Life magazine that oh, he reads nice. out in in the course of the album, yeah. as well as writing his own uh, own songs about his relationships with yeah. his children, which obviously have been fractured over the, the years, um, culminating with The Days That We Die, which is the one that uh, Rufus sings on as, as well, yeah. which uh, has great lines that says, you know, I want to change, but I don't know how. I need to change, though. I know that now. It's sad that it's true, and I have to say that The Days That We Die aren't far away. So it's that kind of thing of, you know, it's literally bury the hatchet. It's no, it's life's too short to be. Life's too short mm. to be holding grudges for 
long periods of time just mm. because occasionally we're all asses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. So, but that firmly ensconced in fifth place. Yeah. So that was an easy choice to yeah. make. <laughs> what would be your what would be your choice of fourth? Ooh. Um I was torn between two. Alright, yeah, so was I. And I wonder if it's the same the same two. Um it for me it's either last year's Hold Steady Teeth Dreams. Yep. Um which would definitely be my top my overall top ten if we were ever to scale that mountain. Um and down the sack and Screamish Pip, the logic of chance. Spookily. Yeah. That was the two I was. No way. <laughs> yeah. And um and the reason the reason here is why. Um I think it's probably Teeth Dreams. Ditto. Yeah. But it's very close. Yeah. But yes. It's it's close. I, I think Teeth both albums, weirdly, when you go back and listen to it, I mean, we knew this at the whole study and this is part of its charm. It does still sound, it sounds like rough and ready. Yeah. But that's definitely part of its charm. A lot of the critics didn't like that last year, but I actually thought that was part of the charm. It sounds like a record that's been recorded in someone's garage. Yeah. Um, but then you listen to Logic of Chance and you realise, and we're probably sport there with hindsight, you realise how much both Pip and Dan Lassac have progressed in the interim years in terms of production. Now I know that we had some very diverse views on the follow-up albums, particularly um, last year, the year before's report, Yeah, which, which again, which I didn't really like. Refill, but again, that was, re- goes back re- to our, the mu- music thing. I was yeah. thinking. It, was more, it was more, I didn't really think the music yeah. married up no. to, to his rapping, spoken yeah. wording. And it does called. marry up better on Logic of Chance. That is for sure. Um, but, but then, it's part of this exercise, when you listen to, I, I move on to Scrooby's Pip, um, Distraction Pieces, and you realise actually what a strong record that really is. Yeah. In terms of the both the both the spoken word and the, the musical collaborations on there. Um, you know, so 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 for for me, yeah, okay, I'll I'll go with Teeth Dreams at, at number four, Hold Steady, and number three, Dan the Sack, Scrooge's Pit, the Logic of Chance. Yeah, I I would agree. That's, that's that was kind of how I was thinking this afternoon when I was thinking about it, how to how, how to order this. And in a similar Kind of, kind of way, really. Particularly when it said, "What's interesting about this list, obviously, is the fact that we've got two Scroopers Pip yeah. recordings in there." So it is like I think, thinking, "Well, first of all, which of these do I do I like more?" More. <laughs> and the, the, inter- the interesting, th- the interesting thing for me, at least, is I think there are better tracks on the Logic of Chance. Yeah. But I think Distraction Pieces is a better album. Mm. Yeah. So uh, for me, it holds okay. together better as a as a as a complete record. Yeah. Um, whereas Logic of Chance is slightly kind of dips a few times. There are still some great tracks. I mean, I mean, you know, we've still, you've got uh, Get Better's on there. You know, yeah. Which is brilliant. Um, you've got Cowboy at the end as well, which still sends a shiver down my spine when I listen to that. Well, that brilliant. yeah, that yeah. and you know, uh, um, and five minutes. Yeah. Which is yes. one of my favourite yeah. tracks. Well, yeah, that's a fantastic track. Um, and then, of course, I cheated because I listened to a couple of albums from 2010. <laughs> and um, I thought I'd just mention it. Hot Chip. One Life Stand. Um, yeah. Which came a close second for me that year. And, and I actually listened to it again. I thought, yeah, that would still be in my top ten. Yeah, wouldn't be in my top ten. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> oh, no. I really liked it. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. 
Moving on. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, so that's four and three, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll reveal my preferred. Go on. What's your preferred running? Running, order running, for, running, for those, running order. Middle ones. Uh, my running order would be uh, distraction pieces at number two and pale green ghosts at number one. All right. Okay. Right. Well, this won't come as a surprise to, to any of our listeners. Snap. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Scooby's Pit. We've just touched on. Um, brilliant, brilliant solo album. But for me, um, yeah, it's John Grant, Pale Green Ghosts. It's yeah. 2013. I think of all the years we've, we've covered, 2010 was up there. 2013 was a stellar year. It was. And uh, I think, you know, it's only fair that, and as you said at the start, and I would agree with you, probably two or three of my choices would be in my top. They would be the top three of my top ten. I'd probably throw the Petrol Boys Electric in there just for good measure. <laughs> um, so... Uh, you know, uh, and uh, I just think I just think John Grant's album. I listen to it again. It's just so deep and wounding, and it is just it is just one of the best know, breakup albums ever. Absolutely, isn't it? it's gut wrenching stuff, and yet such a joy. <laughs> That's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. It's just such an enjoyable record to listen to and to get into. It's so layered, both lyrically, musically, and plus, you know that if you know the personal backstory as well, it just adds that extra edge to it it's, it is a grim and yet fantastic record it is I agree it's, it's one of those you put on again and just think yeah we were right this is yeah. this is yeah. just a f- and I know a it was only just over a year ago we made that that call but um, no I think I think that's a, cla- that's a classic and it is it's just it's, again it's back to the as I, as I said earlier on the pod- podcast the, one, the thing that holds all these artists together is the fact that they're um they're all storytellers, and it's, it is quite mm. interesting, really, looking back, that, that that the albums we have chosen to be our album of the year, mm. by hook or by crook in the Len yeah. Wainwright uh, instance, have actually mm. been the lyrics and, and what's going on there has been as key a component, if not more so, than the music. Yeah, absolutely. And I said the John Grant thing is, yeah. is just great. It, it is, you know, it is him sitting down to write an al- album about how his relationship went tits up mm. and how he's coping with that. And it's just at times vicious, at times mm. touching, at times just uh, brutally melancholy. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, even uh, I'm going to have to spare a couple of lines of it. I, in I hate this town, which I think is one that kind of sums up the mm. kind of thing in in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, I hate this fucking town. You can't even leave your fucking house without running into someone who no longer cares about you. And that's the other thing. You know, if you if you are living in the same place as somebody you're in a like you've been in a relationship with, yeah. there's always that chance every time you're going to go, you're going to see them and yeah. see them with your friends and stuff like that. If they're yeah. we're in your kind of circle of friends and stuff as well, yeah. and it's just like kind of sticking the knife, knife in every yeah. every, every time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it is um, it's a work of genius, kids. It is a, it is a work, absolute work of genius. And thinking about twenty thirteen, did you think about Casey Musgrave at all? Uh, yes, and oh. David and David Bowie and David Bowie. Yes, yeah, yeah. Of the five years, I think that was our biggest surprise. It was about the fact that that happened. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that a he came back and b it was very yeah, good, easily up there. You know, uh, as we say, but but that's the five. Yep, that's the five we picked. So that's the. That's the list of five. Um, yeah. I guess we'll do this again in five years' time. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of people out there crying already thinking, oh my God, not still going to be doing this in five years' time. There won't be any listeners then. 
anyway, obviously, 2015 is going to be an absolute corking year. It's yeah. going to be like 2013 all over again. Yeah. Honest, Gov. Honest, Gov. I, I, I think I, I think it's um, 2010 aside. Well, it, it was it was new and exciting. Um, obviously, it's a, it's an odd number, even numbered year. Maybe it is. We're, we're on a good cycle now. 2015, it's, 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 been, it's been very positive so far. Yeah, so stay tuned Enjoy for future <laughs> future podcasts because it's going to be a cracking year this year. Yeah, and if, uh, Spencer, hello, uh, one, of, one, of our, one of our listeners did suggest that maybe we should ask our, our listeners, that's you, um, if we happen to miss an album that you think we should have reviewed, then get in touch, let us know. Uh, you can tweet us at cttbmusic and... Uh, or just contact us in any other means if you know us. Uh, and, yeah, say, oi, review that album, and then we'll ignore you. There's a good chance we might. Anyway, until uh, February. Yep. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.